Welcome to the Broken Pencil Booking Company Pro Wrestling Podcast and radio show infused with hip-hop. I am Wood. Made daily. With organic, farm-to-table, localized, neuralized, sterilized, scotch-guarded for 2020 repellent, available online, shipped via Amazon, not available on Sundays, but now available on thebeastradio.com. Broken Pencil Logic. You stay classy, Internet. I'm Suave Burgundy. Well, I find myself brought here in this moment, in this time. Amen. I've come down the road, as my mm-hmm. grandma Margie used. Not, not the road. Oh, in the red clay dirt. In the soft mm-hmm. rock. On the side. Take your time. I've come here. And I won't be before you long to give to you black in all of its fervor. Not just black, but midnight black. Not just black, but tall black. Not just black, but the black of a million stairs. I bring to you black. It was said that maybe them boys wouldn't bring it together. BPBC, once again, for the third time. Yes, sir. Bringing you the blackest thing you've ever seen in your life. Amen. Amen. And so as I get ready, go. Take my seat. Go. Go. I have to tell you, the big man, the big man, and as of yesterday, the medium-sized man has got a show. Please. We we can't start a show like this with, with, without having something really uh really black. <laughs> the black of ten thousand midnights is on you, all upon your face, in the in your mind, all, all over your face. In the background, right. some Public Enemy featuring DJ Premier, State of the Union. Shut up! Hold on, let me get this out the way. Tell him, Flav. Let allow me to be among the first to tell you that if you have any level of indifference for this month that we are currently celebrating, let's just go ahead and skip to the next episode now. <laughs> just just go ahead. Here's 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 your opportunity to do what the classic movie Boys in the Hood taught us. Let me out, though. <laughs> if you're if you still here, if you, if you ain't with it, we will pull over and let you out right now. This is your opportunity. As you still everything stand with us, this is as black as it gets. Listen, my household was down for roughly 110 hours without Bruh. power last week. Mm. It preempted oh, yes. the, the latest episode of the Broken Missile Booking Company Pro Wrestling Podcast and radio show infused with hip hop. But it has brought us together for this last week of February 20 and 21. Black History Month for the blackest thing you ever heard in your life. Fault three. Tres. It's pretty amazing that this is the third one. Well, <laughs> they can't stop us, man. The first two should have got us canceled, but hey. This, this, is, right. what, this is what happens really when, when majors don't sign you. they have progressively gotten blacker. They have progressively gotten blacker. The rappers, let it be known that this is what happens when majors don't sign you. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wait a minute. 
you we could have been signed in year one we 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 could have been but what happened we could nothing we got blacker (laughs) we got black we could have signed in year two well what happened black without any idea on how to go back yep yeah went black could not go back and now i mean you know just take it take (laughs) love me as i am and crazy, we didn't we didn't even have this 2020 energy when we did last year's blackest thing you ever seen in your life. But this year, oh, carry, carrying on that 2020 energy, how did we start oh, this geez. month? We we lose the one person who I really wanted to talk to for this episode. The late great hacksaw Butch Reed. Rest man. in peace, rest True. in power, fist up in the air for you, my man. You know what I'm saying? Indeed. Job well done. Indeed. What? Oh, we ride we riding for the natural. Don't worry about it. Do, do not worry about it. We got this under control. Yeah, yeah. So uh, to all the fallen soldiers, this one's for y'all. Oh, and rest in peace to my man Babu the Q from UAPB, University of Arkansas Pine Bluff. Long fought battle with COVID. He was the one man to bring over, uh, bring together all the sororities and fraternities. He was a brother to everybody, whether you were you pledged or didn't pledge. You, he was your brother. If you went to Pine Bluff, Arkansas, you met that Babu the Q. So. Rest in peace to you too, my man. Because you was also one of the blackest things we ever seen in our life. Hit the applause for that man one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt. No doubt. All right. So as we were, fellas, what's on the agenda? Do we have an blackness? Agenda? Blackness. Okay. And more blackness. You know what? I, we're not gonna ease into nothing. I want to talk about why Scorpio Sky is not on dynamite ever. So. <laughs> We the last time we saw Scorpio Sky on Dynamite, correct me if I'm wrong, he was in a AEW television title match versus Cody Rhodes. Factual. And he lost what seemed to be pretty abruptly before the time limit expired with no rhyme or reason. It just seemed like, okay, lose now. And that was the match. It was just supposed to be a good a good TV match because they had plans that, you know, when everybody saw what happened. We booked a, a different scenario involving Scorpio Sky. And then he's been relegated to Tuesday nights on YouTube. And and even more so than that, correct me if I'm wrong on this one, isn't he the only African-American to challenge for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship? Uh, so far, probably. Correct. Wait, did Isaiah Cassidy, was that a title match when he wrestled Jericho? Or was that just an exhibition? I think it might have just been a match. I don't know if it was a title match. but I Yeah, th- so he might be. And it was yeah, also, and be. it was also circle gets the square. Now, now, regardless, if hypothetically speaking, Isaiah Cassidy did compete for the World Heavyweight Championship, Scorpio Sky was probably the only one of the two of caliber for a main event on a pay per view to wrestle Chris Jericho at the time, based on his win loss record and his involvement with SCU. Right or wrong, fellas? These are facts. You ain't right. said nothing wrong. I stopped you when you start lying. I mean, I, I'm just. If you gonna put me in my bag, let me go ahead and start shuffling around a couple of things and see what happens. Paper or plastic? What you want? Uh, plastic, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Throw, throw it in there. Recycle that bin. You know what I'm saying? Use it for a trash bag because we got some trash coming your way too. Uh oh. Now then, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> if you will. Yeah. Shouts out Dave House. Dave House and I've been watching the, the two way too much Pluto wrestling. And there's not enough blackness on that. So, uh, I mean, we did see. Uh, I, uh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm really about to butcher his name. Shane Swerve Strickland. Not this NXT knockoff version that he, that we have. 
of Swerve. Man, just... He he's all over that bad boy, even going toe to toe with Brian Cage. You know, so like you know, so support your local African American champion wrestling, and, and also shouts out to Shane Taylor and Shane Taylor Productions for capturing the six man world tag team championship at Ring of Honor. See, that's the perfect way to get uh, Ring of Honor through the through the forbidden door, because AEW is so called um, volleying the idea of trios titles. Just absorb some some flavor from Ring of Honor. You need a reason to get them on TV. I'm just trying to tell you, if you're collecting Infinity Stones, what are you waiting on? Speaking of Infinity Kinos. Stones, I mean, you know, the the big the big talk right now is the fact that the Big Show, formerly the Big Show, the giant Paul White, has signed with AEW. And what have we been talking on this? Well, not we collectively, but me specifically, been talking about a, about a star-powered main event at WrestleMania? Shaquille O'Neal versus Big Show, that never happened? We could actually get that now, even at Mania, even though they're both at AEW. Nah. Don't think nah. so? Nope. No, that, nope. Well, no. You're, yes and no. You can get it, but do you need it? You ain't gonna get it. You don't need. You don't really need any celebrity firepower, but it all, but every ounce of it helps. Had had AEW signed Shaq, and then WWE retained the services of the Big Show, aka Paul White, then maybe that at no point is Vincent Kennedy McMahon putting two talents that he doesn't have under payroll on the, his biggest show of the year. For any circumstances, I don't give a damn what door you open. Either way, it's the blackest show we ever seen in life. We won't shack anyway, so you know if that happens, you can open the door to exit. That's what you're gonna open. <laughs> they can fight in the parking lot. Hey, that's it. Back back alley brawl. You can try to recreate WrestleMania 12. <laughs> you won't be doing it here at Mobile. It won't be under WrestleMania. <laughs> nah, it'll be on WrestleMania weekend. It'll be at the WrestleMania tailgate, right? <laughs> so I got, I got. AEW a fight. Have a live you can, special. You can, you can have a fight break out at Access, but what during my event? Oh no! I'll that's see. Good. I'll that's see you in stain. <laughs> that's not good shit. <laughs> right. I got some. Uh, I, I got. I got some. Uh, some Black History for you here. Fellow pencil pusher and Hall of Fame legend Stevie Ray. One half of Harlem Heat. Slap Jack. He he bothered he bothered to send me a text message today. What? And I yeah, and I asked I was asking him about um uh, I was asking him about his most influential black wrestlers and hit him with a top five. And this is the response. I told him I was gonna read this verbatim. Okay. And this is gonna set up a mixtape for us here. I said, um uh, actually he says like I said, I was never influenced by black wrestlers. I was influenced by the wrestling game, black black or white, to be honest. And the only guy that ever influenced me was superstar Billy Graham. And that's because he was a bodybuilder and I was in the bodybuilding way before I, I was into professional wrestling. So, because mm. Stevie Ray is a pencil pusher, Thanks. and this is black history, that's True. still a black history moment because he gave it to us. I agree. So, shouts out to Stevie Ray, one half of Harlem Heat, WWE Hall of Famer, 10-time tag team champion, world tag team champion, that is, with his brother Booker T and uh, Big T. And um, so, to you fellas, I propose 
let's make a quick mixtape of your uh, it, people who you consider to be the most influential to you on the African American side for the blackest thing right, you've seen in your life. So we doing a we doing a top five. We can, we can do we five. Can go, we, can, we can we can go three a piece and go and give a bonus cut if you want to do it that way. I mean, we can do top five. I just want to know if we was gonna go, you know, smash and pass, or everybody gonna do five at one time. Uh, I mean, just just run the gamut. I just cool. I pass pass the uh, the broken pencil around the room and you know try not to hold it too long. Don't let the light go out on. There it is. All right, so let me let me toss it up there. I already said them earlier earlier today. I can't say them enough. The promo game was, was strong. The physique was out of control. Um, his his, uh, his 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 frame game was popping when people weren't paying attention to glasses, and his gear was crazy. And if people don't think that the Rock didn't take a, a lesson from this man, you crazy. Hacksaw, the natural Butch Reed, number one for me. I can dig huh. it. Um, I'm gonna go with my first pick. I mean, I've explained this on numerous occasions. Uh, also, a fellow pencil pencil pusher, down with the squad from the jump. I feel like this, without this individual, the attitude era does not exist. Mick Foley never does the the cage dive at Hell in a Cell 98 if New Jack, well, I just gave away my answer. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> New Jack, influential, then e give me a scholarship fund. If he doesn't, if he don't, if he's not diving off of backboards, and not jumping from balconies and smashing through two and three tables at a time, hitting people with guitars full of baby powder. Or smashing and, and, people through two, three tables at a time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like using staple guns and, and hitting people, people from vacuum the cleaners. Like if he wasn't doing that and then like pushing a, uh, a grocery cart full of weapons to the ring, 80, maybe 90% of the attitude era doesn't happen because there's no inspiration to do it. He is the nucleus of what became WWE in the late 90s. No doubt. No doubt. And very influential in the the offspring of many other extreme organizations across the country and across the globe. And even the uh, personification of what extreme... Like if they... Jerry West is the poster child for the NBA based on one move while he was dribbling. It was just a contortion of the body that they caught in freeze frame and decided to make a logo. If you had one person that could be the logo for extreme wrestling across the world, it would be New Jack. I totally, yep. I, I totally feel that one. That is a powerful segment. Petty, who you got? Oh, he is the innovator of all in-ring aerial violence that you've seen in the last 20 to 30 years. Uh, responsible for every super kick, every 450 splash, every inverted blah blah blah, anything having to do with jumping off the top rope, using the ropes themselves as an attack, anything springboard, this man is responsible and his name, many different ones. Some call him Flash Funk. I like to call him Two Cold Scorpio. Scorpio. <laughs> I already had him signed up there. As soon as, soon as you started talking about <laughs> super kicks, I had him signed yeah. up. I had him signed up there. Something. Shout out to the homies in ICW. I believe uh, I think that's Quincy. That's his uh, second cousin. So okay, so okay. We, we gonna try to leverage you, homie. I'm just telling you up front. He had to be shouted, shouted out because I don't think he gets his just due. 
when I see the new breed, the new era, and the new wrestlers all doing these moves, Suko was doing this at a time where couldn't he, nobody else could do it. You see what I'm saying? Nobody but, else was no, busting out facts. moves like that. Straight facts. In 1992, he's doing stuff that like some people have trouble doing in 2021. This is a right. big, big facts. Big, big facts. Um, let's, let's keep it. I'm going to keep it 80s. I'm going to keep it 80s because this is my wheelhouse. Right on. Bill is being from St. Louis, Missouri. And it didn't matter what you was going through. He could always make you feel better and bring you back to earth by making you realize that mama told him it bees that way sometimes. Yeah. I'm talking about the Iceman <laughs> King Parsons. Yep. He took my number two. <laughs> Look, you know what these mixtapes cause we can't we can't repeat entries. You gotta make a list of twelve. You gotta make a list of twelve. Oh, I'm, I'm, keep, I'm keeping this list going too. I, I don't I don't wanna stop so I see fifteen of them. That's a bet. Um, I mean, this next one's an obvious choice. Um, first of all, the one I think he might be the last defensive lineman ever to um, be a finalist for the uh, Heisman Trophy. Mm. One of the first, wow. well, the first half of the first Black World Tag Team Champions of all time, the first Black World Heavyweight Champion of the modern of the modern era. Yes, of, of the modern era. Of the modern we'll, we'll, get into the, yes. we'll get into the semantics <laughs> on that a little bit later because I'm pretty sure the, the other first black world heavyweight champion will come up in this conversation. However, there's only one first world heavy, black world heavyweight champion who is also unfuck with him. Very. Ladies and gentlemen, Ron Simmons. <laughs> Florida's, damn. Florida State's own Petty Messiah, who you got? It was the blackest thing I had ever seen in my life. Probably one of the bigger people ever I had ever seen. And he would come to the ring and he was the first time I understood what a face was between him, that chain, and him barking at everybody else. None other than JYD, Junkyard Dog. That's super rest, solid. Rest in peace to the dog. I like it. This man here, fellow pencil pusher, went from Word to LL Cool J, push, push, pushing the broom to wearing stripes to rocking the do rag and managing the first black world tag team champions. Come on with it. Come on with it. <laughs> to, 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 put it to putting back on the stripes to just to being the, the greatest general manager SmackDown has ever known in its whole entire existence. In its existence. And, and if you think that you that you go make it through the night without any problems. <laughs> He's gonna end your night with a tag team match, <laughs> and you might have to face the Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> Theodore R. Peanut Head Long, aka Teddy Long. I can dig it. Yes, sir. Oh yes, man. Sir. Now I do not understand how my next pick has made it this long. But more for me, ladies and gentlemen, with more title reigns than anybody else. Oh Lord, I hate you. Eight <laughs> towns own. I hate you. One time for the Huffman family. Booker T. There you go. I can dig that sucker. I mean, just like Booker T reset the the landscape on 
wrestlers of color and work rate. Like he he became that guy. He is the standard for can this guy go or not? Can he perform on this level? Booker T is the measuring stick as far as the modern era is concerned. Just the guy's really good. He's pre- he's pretty. He's not just pretty good. He is good. That part. Now I'm, I'm gonna help him with his beard game, but everything else. <laughs> <laughs> Trey Manifique. Hey, shout out to uh, JTG. Um, if you haven't gone to SAHBeardCare.com, you you missing out. Um, hey, he got some new fire, too. Shout out to uh, T-Moss. Um, you might want to go check that out. T-Moss.com. It's, it, it's, uh, it'll help get your life together. Okay. Uh, there, there, JTG on getting in this bag. <laughs> on the cool, JT could could make this list being basically the, the youngest... Um, the youngest superstar to ever debut on WWE television, that, like 22. As you found out right here on the Broken Business Book Company Pro Wrestling Podcast and Radio Show Infused with Hip Hop. Actual factuals. And he's also a recognized world champion right now. Yes. Also, mm. very true. So, uh, Petty Messiah? One half of arguably one of the top five actually top three tag teams on in several organizations WWE ECW TNA Impact oh <laughs> having retired in 2020 and become an actual manager he is still and will forever be a legend his name oh testifies is Devon Dudley I see what you did there. I like it. As we bring it back around, and it's only for the the, the recognition of, of of all things. Th- this guy not only set the standard for what it was to talk on the mic, he also broke the mold because nobody else was able to do what they can do on a freestyle in a major organization. Prior to AEW opening up, son of the late great Soul Man Rocky Johnson, grandson of the late great High Chief Peter Maivia, and what y'all call him, Big Big Bigus? Factual. Dwayne <laughs> The Rock Johnson, easily the number one action star in film to date in the history of film who started off in Memphis as a professional wrestler. Now, you absolutely cut me off at the knees with your last selection. I'm going to tell you that right now because, yeah, yeah that, was, that was the next guy on my list. But tell, let me tell you about so let me tell you how resilient I am. Resilience is who defines the next individual that's going to be on this list. Ladies and gentlemen, this individual is influential not just because of the merchandise sales that are through the roof not just because of the brand endorsements that are plentiful not just because of the amount of television time that this person has been able to absorb over his career this person changed the main event of Wrestlemania because he wasn't supposed to be there Wow! and he changed it in less than three months Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Kofi Kingston. 
already typed up, sir. He's right there on your list. Petty Messiah, please do the honors. All right. He came, he conquered. He went away, he conquered. He came back, he conquered to the point that finally, they're most likely going to give this man a chance to truly be the almighty. His name. Ooh. Ooh. Bobby Lashley. That's a that's a hell of a sleeper pick. I ain't gonna front with you. I know, I know. I, 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 ain't, gonna, I ain't gonna hold you, but yeah, that's, that that's, that that's one sorry. right there deserved applause simply because in less than seven days we're gonna be looking <laughs> at a brand new world champion. Who is defeating a brand new world champion in his first nah. title defense? I'm gonna keep this one hundred. I'm I'm talking directly to Stanford and Orlando. Let me turn this down. Hold on. Let me let me let me let, let, me let that man speak, man. Hey, wait a minute. I'm let that breathe. Let him know there's a nominal fee that is attached to what's oh, about to happen. Oh no! Wait, wait. See, uh, I almost got lunch money. Now he's gonna have me. He's gonna have it queued up. Oh, see, you weren't supposed to say nothing there. Uh, see, dude. last time I got lunch money off of that. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't, wasn't supposed to happen. <laughs> but it did. <laughs> but look, look, um, this is directly for everyone in Stanford and in, in Orlando. You'll hear this before Monday, so you have time to make your adjustments. You have one job here. You have the internet and all wrestling fans that are still giving you any sort of a pass, you have them focused and riled up to see the crowning achievement of one Bobby Lashley, who obviously deserves this opportunity. Yep. They are tuning in to see a champion be crowned. They are not tuning in for a disqualification. They are nope. not tuning in for a count out. They are not tuning in for a no contest. They are not tuning in to see you come up with a schmoz finish and then move this match to fast lane. Mm. They are here to see a champion. You mm. want to pull your ratings out of the toilet? Crown Bobby Lashley on Monday night. Do not delay. For if you do not heed my words, the consequences will be dire. I'm Suave Burgundy. Suave, so do me a favor. Yo, tell tell them the tell them the cost for for such information here. For a nominal fee, soon to be a phenomenal fee. I will slice off some of this broken pencil knowledge and put it on your plate. Oh man, you got nothing like a good sermon in the middle of a podcast to, to, to set your soul right. Nah, but for real, just don't fuck this up. You have one job. Your one job, your one job is to put Bobby Lashley and The Miz in the main event, give them, you know, 10, 15 minutes, however you want to do it. Or if Three. you just want to make it a squash. Three. I'm all for that too. Three. I'm looking at seven seconds and it's a wrap. Just not I really cool. cool. Give him, give him do, the bro- give Miz give the Brock Lesnar Roberto tribute. the championship. That's it. Give give Bobby Lashley versus the Miz. Give it to give him. It, give it the Brock Lesnar versus Kofi Kingston treatment. Get him in. Get him out. Get him gone. Let Bobby raise the title. Let's go credit. Wait. And let's go home. 
at the beginning of the show. <laughs> nah, because I mean, if don't you nobody do... talk. Don't nobody come out and do no hokey 30 minutes of conversation at the I beginning of the show. I would love if they started the match with a, Yo, with a heavyweight can you, can you imagine? Have, can you have imagine? Mike come out there, point at the crowd, say he is awesome, and then get the... Can you imagine <laughs> starting off Monday Night Raw the same way you started off WrestleMania two years ago and having a new WWE champion be crowned right then and mm-hmm. then have a three hours to marinate and revel mm-hmm. while the hurt business celebrates all backstage i would i would actually like that very much that's it's a coronation and, and that's this, us being and, you know and this is a perfect thinking and this is a perfect segue for my number five pick because you you petty messiah dropped the dropped the hammer with bobby lashley but can we talk about how he got there because yeah. in 2000 2015 <laughs> 2016 and impact tna maybe even 2014 this man was drifting in the never never land living on the name that he had as a former champion in the land that was or that is WWE and this man gets gets picked up with MVP who is my number 5 pick becomes part mm. of who becomes part of the beatdown clan which included such luminaries as Low Key and Kenny King alongside by Blasting mm-hmm. MVP and they were a true beatdown clan and the Hurt Business, even though they are top quality athletes, the Hurt Actual. Business and Beatdown Clan were two completely different factions with one goal in mind that was common, and that was to elevate the black athlete. I don't know if people pay attention to this at home, but there has not been enough credit put on the fact that how much TV time has been put using black on black wrestlers for segments at a time, the amount of airtime of combined African-American talent while MVP is in is like is in the middle of all this, has been astounding. It's actually you can take one episode of Monday Night Raw over the last year with MVP involved, and the amount of TV time for all the black athletes that he has put on TV in that time frame during that one episode was more than the entire time that our truth spent in pay per views in 2013. If you think I'm bullshitting. Go check 2013 pay-per-views and R-Truth's track record back then. MVP is my number five pick for most influential because that man is in his damn bag right now. That's solid. That is solid. That is solid. It, it almost makes me uh, punch the air that we didn't secure an uh, interview when we saw him at Lava Cantina before going back to WWE. It ain't too late. Like It's never too late. I, I know it's not too late because MVP is a real one. Like. Even way, way back when he's, he's retweeting music links on my so I know he's solid. I'm this, just saying, this like, man, gotta, make you this man has a, a tattoo of El Hajel Malik Shabazz, aka Malcolm X, on his body. Come on, man. Proof, proof positive that you do, do not have to change as much as you think to get a bag. You put some sleeves on, you be all right. And on that note, Suave, you're number five pick. You'll appreciate this number five. This individual is influential for uh, reasons that most people will not really um, 
think of first or won't put uh, at the forefront. But he is proof. He's also proof positive that you do not have to change to get a bag. You don't have to sell yourself out. You don't have to change who you are. You can just come to work and be great every day. Just come to work and be really, really good at your job. And eventually your value will increase to the point that you will make more money away from the machine than you would with the machine. Talk to me, man. Ladies and gentlemen, my number five, Ring of Honor's poster boy. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. Not even poster boy. Wait, Ring of Honor's man. franchise player. Jay Lethal. Man, the world needs to know who Jay Lethal is. And I don't care how they find out. If you don't know, I, I this is <laughs> Wednesday, February 24th, Year of Our Lord. Yeah, my lord. I said, yeah, my lord. Yeah, my lord. 20 and 21. Amen. Hallelujah. I think by the end of this calendar year, Jay Lethal would have shown up on AEW television. That's that's a pretty, that's a fair bet. Here, here's the thing that's like so crazy. Here's the, like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> like Jay Lethal is the epitome of started from the bottom. Now we're here the walking embodiment of it because you guys remember when he was dressing up like randy savage and he was getting he was getting airtime on impact because he could do impressions not because he could wrestle well the wrestling was just, the, the wrestling was the caveat that wasn't even like the, the 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 main event that wasn't even the main attraction that was just the one that's the tip right like we'll put you in this x division match and we'll do what now yeah that's fine but you're getting that the airtime because you can impersonate randy savage you can impersonate rick flair really well like you were able to show a level of entertainment that opened the door but what you don't realize and what doesn't get publicized enough that this man is a top 10 wrestler in the world and has been quietly for a very long time and now considering what his pay scale is looking like in ring of honor he is the tech nine of professional wrestling <laughs> the independent basically king, the independent king the and, indie king and he is still the face of the the face of the franchise an uh, indie king making six figures and let's be clear. I never had to sign my rights away. A franchise that is he owned, owns his masters. A franchise that is owned by a TV conglomerate. Sinclair. He ain't gotta go nowhere. Petty Messiah, do the honors. To, he ain't gotta move a muscle. Your number five, please. So this person is a WWE Hall of Famer. Okay, I see what you're doing. The first African American uh, WWE Cruiserweight Champion. Uh, oh, okay. Follow okay. what I'm saying here. A two-time WWF Champion, referee, manager of the Harlem Heat, manager of Mark Merrow, two-time WWF Champion, Jacqueline. Wow. Mm. Had to give props to the ladies. Had to come with a sleeper that I knew Hello, would end up being ladies. on the list. That's how you go off the glass for the last pick. Kudos to you, sir. Had to put her in the mix because of, and, and, and it, was a, it was a hard one because my last spot was always going to be a representative of the ladies. And it was between her and my honorable mention, who is Jazz. 
Wait, and suave. True. Yo. Because being Texas. Texas. <laughs> That's right. That's right. All right. So we're right. So we gonna run them down. We have the natural Hacksaw Butch Reed, New Jack, Two Cold Scorpio, Iceman King Parsons, Ron Simmons, Junkyard Dog, Teddy Long, Booker T, Devon Dudley, The Rock, Kofi Kingston, Bobby Lashley, MVP, Jay Lethal, Jacqueline. Your honorable mention is uh, Jazz. I have two honorable mentions. One, one is going to be Stevie Ray, simply because of what Harlem Heat brought to the table and because of what, what Stevie Ray brought to the broadcasting game. There, honestly, I don't think that we get the uh, we, we get the quality sound bites we got from people like Matt Stryker or Corey Graves without the candor of straight shooting Stevie Ray towards the end of the Nitro days. So uh, okay, I like it. Yeah. So so there there's that. The other one, I'm just gonna say his name, and that's all I gotta say. The world's strongest man, Mark Henry. Factual. I give you two honorable mentions. Um, first, I mean it goes without saying because when you start looking at the resume, Sasha Banks. Yes. The if the if the if the guest starring on the Mandalorian wasn't enough, um, the first ever entrant into the Women's Royal Rumble, yep. uh, first uh, woman, one of the first women participants, and absolutely the first black woman participant in uh, Hell in a Cell. The yep. only black woman to be in Hell in a Cell twice. The only black woman to be in Hell in a Cell three times, as a matter of fact, and win one. Yep. You dig what I'm saying? Uh, countless, t- countless titles, uh, SmackDown and Raw brand. First, one half of the first ever women's WWE women's tag team champions. Uh, yep. Just a a laundry list of accomplishments and incredibly influential. You know what's crazy? You say a laundry list of accomplishments, but not a laundry list of drama. I mean, the new school doesn't come with as much drama to tell you. I, I, not so fast. Not, <laughs> not in, not in, not in the in the vein of because old school drama was different. Most uh, of it we didn't hear about. Old school it. drama didn't have social media attached to it. Exactly. Old school drama <laughs> didn't have piss tests attached to it. <laughs> but old school yeah. drama did have a pistol. A <laughs> pistol and an arrest <laughs> record. This is, this got is pulled over in the right spot. These are facts. Right. But I'm with you. Um, yeah. Second one. Um, I'm gonna keep it 100. The 1980s was the golden era for wrestling managers across the sport, up north, down south, everywhere in between, all the territories. Managers sold tickets. Managers made the matches worth watching. Managers made television. And in a predominantly non-black role, uh, roster of managers. There was Ooh. one who stood out and Ooh. carved a niche that to this day we still, you know, show love to. Kansas City. The job soul bro himself. Kansas the City. Doctor of Style. Fourth Worth, Texas's own. Representing Texas because B. Texas. Texas. The Doctor of Style. Slick. Petty Messiah, you got one more in you. I do have one more, and this man is my honorable mention because he only wrestled one match, but the match that he wrestled. (laughs) (laughs) 
the match that he wrestled was a pretty high profile match. Um, WrestleMania 11 is where he came uh, through in the game. Yeah. 1995. Walked out there and as a kid, he did the unthinkable. He beat somebody that really was unbeatable and shouldn't have won this match. But before he did all that, he played for the New York football giants and tried to kill people. I hate that organization. But as much as I hate that organization, this man tried to kill everybody on the gridiron. I don't care Thanks. who you are. You 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 watched this man and Harry Carson anytime they were on TV. Destroy your entire offensive line <laughs> and quarterback. <laughs> and in one shiny moment. With his number emblazoned on his chest, this man walked out there and did what he needed to do. And his name is Lawrence L.T. Taylor. Got to put him on the list. That's a great mixtape, fellas. We that's got to be honest with you. Lawrence Taylor is the first man to ever get that bread, get that head. <laughs> Dips. <laughs> Straight up. Straight up. You show up. Wrestle the main event of WrestleMania and and farewell to it. We out of here. Appreciate you. <laughs> right. right. In the mail. Right. Get my right. royalties on deck. He he, he made. And if you think he made the wrong headlines, no top. Go ahead. Is that if you if you think he didn't get no top on the way out, you're sadly mistaken. Sadly mistaken. I mean, this is Lawrence Taylor from from two different point two different sports two different perspectives. He made some headlines in the wrong way l- later on down the line, but. That's how you bow from football, and that's how you bow from professional wrestling. You should just disappear from the spotlight because you are in forever ingrained into the annals of history as a goat. Yes, yeah. people that work their whole life never never make it to the last match of WrestleMania. The la- I'm talking the very last electricity in the room. This is not like a, a little BS match. Like if you go back and watch this match, him and Bam Bam went at it. For all intents and purposes, for this to be his only wrestling match, I can't get mad at it. We've talked about it in reverence many a time here on the Broken Pistol Booking Company Pro Wrestling Podcast and Radio Show Infused with Hip Hop. I swear we He have. basically won with AJ Styles finishing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Didn't realize that, did you? Yeah, the second rope phenomenal four. <laughs> the creator of the phenomenal four. <laughs> LT. Yeah. And this was back when WrestleMania wasn't like working a shift. Man, it was not. It was it was three, it was three hours or bust. Bow. <laughs> <Three> <laughs> you yeah, they were gonna pull the plug on the feed Look, if you two went over hours three and hours. One, minutes. two music. <laughs> it's a handful of matches done got cut. <laughs> Man, if you yeah, if you're not in that three hour window, it's just gonna be a wrap for you. But yeah, like Lawrence Taylor is yeah straight up. So, These people don't wrestle their whole life and never close the WrestleMania. He did it on his first try, won, and left. So he what left against Bam Bam of all people? Right. So here we are, twenty twenty one, and uh, we're we're reveling in the greatness that is the past. But outside of Bobby Lashley, what can we look forward to in the future? Because I really had a feeling that next Monday we're going to see a brand new Universal Champion, or I'm sorry, uh, WWE Champion. And uh, and going into WrestleMania to, to do the one thing that we said should happen at SummerSlam, but if we're going to put the stakes on the line, we might as well do it at the grandest stage of them all. 
What do y'all see, fellas? I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, as much as I would love for your scenario to come to life, I don't think we see Bobby get get crowned on um uh, on Monday. What nah, I feel like uh, because it, it, it's yeah, it's yeah, that part. It's WWE, and there's always you know that bump in the road or whatever they call it, or the creative curveball, like. When you think you're gonna get what you want, we're gonna give you something else. Fastlane. We, oh, we've gotta, we've gotta make sure you don't get that until second night of Mania. Like what? And, until you, I want to see Bobby. Have to pay for it. Like I want so Bobby make, to win. <laughs> yeah. So what I think is gonna happen is Drew's gonna get involved on Monday, cause some sort of you know whatever, and then you get a triple threat on uh, for Fastlane because you need a match to get you to another pay per view. Yeah, and then go to WrestleMania. So you could end up with Bobby as champion at WrestleMania defending against Drew, or, I mean, who knows? I just, I would like for them to just like, cut the bullshit and crown Bobby in the main event of Monday Night Raw. I would love Make people I need, stay tuned for the match. I would, now, love, I would love I need it if they Mike, put it on first. I would love to see up. Bobby as his champion. I would love to see MVP take the 24-7 title, and I would love to see Shelton Benjamin and... Uh, uh, Cedric Alexander recaptured the world uh, the WWE Tag Team Championships. Well, Bad Bunny Fastlane, gonna be, <laughs> be twenty four seven champion until April. We we know this, yeah. but in a, in oh, excuse a, me, di- disobedient hair on this show. He is known <laughs> as disobedient hair. Somebody called him Bugs Bunny today, and I could not stop laughing at that. I was like, wait a minute, it's more like Babs, <laughs> but that's another class, another conversation. <laughs> Wow! Wow! Is... You really, you really went Tiny Tune Adventures on him. Huh? I mean, Jesus! You didn't, well, even, give him, you didn't even give him Buster Bunny. Like, <laughs> no. come on, like, bro, that's disrespectful. You ain't outside. I mean, that's wrong. What's wrong here? <laughs> arm. So bar. I mean, get get your, if I, get if your I, guy right. Arm bar. Get your guy. <laughs> if I had to say anything was going to happen, I feel like Apollo Cruz is going to be the Intercontinental Champion. Yo, and let's th- this man a lateral move, but yeah, how, it could be. How can this man? Well, because he, he was a U.S. champion, he's going to an IC champion. He, this beard has been on his face for almost two years, and you don't grow a beard unless you're going to be a heel. That's always been age old adage. I don't know why that's the case, but it really mm. is the case. But in most what now? Not I mean, it's, it's literally the term "baby face." That's where they get the term "baby face" from. It has to shave your beard, Penny. No, <laughs> that, <laughs> that logic with Daniel Bryan. Yeah, you well, haven't seen Daniel Bryan's. Ne- you haven't seen Daniel Bryan's naked face in five years. Hey, but he was also a Wyatt for a brief moment, which failed, failed miserably. I mean, he, he was, was never, a face. That was all storyline. Stop being a Wyatt every time. <laughs> You know, even I think I think the first bearded face I remember is dog. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. I mean, there's a long. But no, 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 no. Yeah, no, JYD had a beard. But Doug Duggan, let's be clear, Duggan was not a face when he started. Duggan was the ultimate heel. In fact, in fact, he was a hired henchman before he became a face. I get it, but not everybody saw him in Mid-South and Georgia Championship Wrestling. Most people who know of Hacksaw Jim Duggan. No blue tights, blue boots, rock and wrestling. There you go. Okay. That guy had a beard. And that that he definitely did. Who else had a beard? But I, but I think I, I had a goatee when he was a face. Who? Boss man? But he started yeah. Big Bubba Rogers, though, 
was uh was a heel with with the goatee. Again, my my previous rule about <laughs> Duggan. Uh, come on, man. <laughs> like, I mean, for I understand you you provide that level of historianism, but I'm just saying these people are not going to be recognized that way because most people listening to this didn't see him until then. Speaking of until dog, they were. I'm sorry. Speaking of on, dog and historic black wrestlers, did, have y'all watched Young Rock yet? Oh yeah, Dewey? I did. Yeah, <laughs> Dewey. <laughs> <laughs> Do we? You got you to gotta work the gimmick. That's great. Look, I, that is great TV. I swear I know I'm going to meet him in probably the next year and a half. He probably going to punch me in my face in year. <laughs> Do we? <laughs> Bruh. Yeah, that, that's great TV. Hey, let me buy a couple couple cases of that tequila, Dewey. <laughs> <laughs> right. Give. I'm not nothing. You did gift you, us some tequila. Wow. Yeah, that's that's Did a you refer to The Rock as? That's, 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 pretty, that's a pretty aggressive way to approach that guy. Dewey. Gift it. <laughs> I'm not going to back down from you because you're talking to me. Forget you. Nah, Give nah. me some tequila. <laughs> That's that's a I, I would say no. Let's let's not do that on behalf of the brand. And I'm gonna charge him up. Here's the thing. No, I'll charge him don't. up because I know I know what he'll do. He'll live the gimmick. I mean, hey, keep, <laughs> I want a bunch of you out there in these streets to stop living the gimmick. Hey, keep keep keeping it a buck. Right. I, I haven't had a uh, I haven't had energy drink in almost a year. Rock is releasing one. I want to try the energy drink you had. Yeah, I'm getting I'm getting on that just just to try. Oh, it. What's it called? Um, it's something tribal. <laughs> so I can tell you. It really it was like Ozone. That's racist. No, no, it's not. It's no, it really is tribal. <laughs> that's that's racial, man. Racial. He said it. it it's called uh Zoa, Z O A. Okay. I put an O right. in front of it like a weirdo. <laughs> Unroasted green coffee beans. Wait a that minute. That is gonna jack everybody's <laughs> Adrenaline oh, through the roof. Do you know the <laughs> level of caffeine that's in unroasted green coffee beans? Coffee beans. People gonna lose their mind. Like Red, Red Bulls looking at this, like God damn. Well, they they put bull sperm in in their drink, so I mean, can you really be upset? I mean, it gives you wings. Yeah, give you a little bit more turmeric, camel, camel, and Essera. <laughs> That's a roll wait, of cherry. The, wait, these are the ingredients? <laughs> That's some of the ingredients. Green tea and unroasted coffee beans. Turmeric. Oh, uh, Turmeric, right. vitamins D, B1, B2, B3, B5, B6, B12, clo- co- co- choline, potassium, magnesium, and electrolytes. Like, uh, uh, Wait, wait, wait. A word of the wise. No, 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 no. I, I need everybody <laughs> to stop because this has to be said. Look, for all of you listening to this podcast right now, don't you drink one of those and go to some lady house? You're gonna end up with some type of a charge <laughs> or a baby Don't and a drink baby. The whole thing. <laughs> baby. What you do is you take a, a shot glass of the tequila and then a shot glass with the energy drink. Pour them together with there a chaser. Let, let me also, let me also reiterate this: it's in five different varieties. This does not mean go take 16 ounces multiplied by five. That equals 80, fam. Like your math is. Wait, wait, wait. What are the varieties? Oh, read them. You got to read them. Original. Man, you got to do the product rundown. Don't have me over here in the dark. I'm coming. Original. Pause. Ah. Pineapple coconut. Okay. Pina colada. Super berry. Okay. I might pass on super berry. Super, super, super berry. Super berry. Wild orange. And if, okay. and if you have an energy drink, you have to have this one flavor. Ladies and gentlemen, 
What's the one flavor, Suave? Uh, it's an introduction. Uh, wait a minute. Hold on. Uh, I'll read you the four again. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Do original, that again. I'm, original. Pineapple coconut. Super, okay. super, super berry. Got a berry. Wild orange. Orange? Watermelon. And blank. Mango. It's an introduction, not a remix. Cherry? The clue you're giving me is not resonating. Yeah, right yeah, now. you said it's an introduction. Like you get you get things like mango Great. and strawberry watermelon after the fact. Great. Or lemon lime. One of those punch. Two. There it is. Lemon lime. What? Oh, oh okay. <laughs> yeah, I would never get yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. When he, he said introduction, I was like, Gatorade introductions? Lemon lime. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely. Def- def- you said, you fruit, said punch. fruit punch. And I was thinking, if it's not lemon lime, it's got to be fruit punch. Like tr- tropical punch. I'm like, what? What? What's funny is I feel like the original will fuck around and be fruit punch. See? So what What's we're going to have to do is when yep. this stuff is available, we're going to have to order a case. We're going to have to try it. No. But we're going to have to try it. On, it don't have to be a video cast. Right. <laughs> it has to be like, ah. Yeah, we, we got mo- to monitor the effects. Mm-hmm. This is like definitely this. not one that you can you can backdoor. You need small shot glasses and nah. keeping it moving. Now you can't. that may that may be the way that we get the rock to gift us these things. Like, sir, if you would send us a bottle of the tequila and send us the flavors of the energy drink, and we're gonna do, you know, we'll we'll work out the logistics, but that may be a way to get it. Whatever this calling unnamed him, calling him Dewey will get us hung up on. Uh, yeah, <laughs> calling him Dewey might get us met in the streets. <laughs> Whatever this unnamed ambassador esque podcast is that we have, this will be a great place to try these particular varieties of flavors, from the agave down to the the, the vitamin B gamut. That is an we, drink. Wait, <laughs> we the original is agave? No, no, no. no. The agave is, yeah, yeah. is tequila. It's tequila. Okay. I was about to say, wait Let's a minute. Be very clear. <laughs> Did they we make a non-alcoholic tequila? Would be good too. Uh, that would be agave, and it's not, and that's very sweet. You can catch diabetes from a cactus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, agave, yeah, you don't want to play with that. <laughs> that ain't nothing to play with. That is don't a, call it a comeback. That is a sugar substitute. <laughs> <laughs> it was like for real, like yeah, it's nah, just agave, agave is, like, is really? real, real. Yeah, it's really like I, uh, I, when used when used sparingly, agave is phenomenal. But if you don't pay attention, it's it's it a rat. Boy, it'll put a hole in the tooth real quick. Hey, look, I had some agave run down on me. Like, said, why is my back teeth hurting? <laughs> like, ah, look, threw it in some coffee, just like randomly, like in some cold coffee, and was like, yeah, this is gonna be right. No, uh, nah. <laughs> nope. It was not the answer. It was. Not. I was looking for three. <laughs> Ooh, looking, looking, for, for, looking three. for three. <laughs> How much more blackness we got? I feel like we can get blacker than what we is right now. No, 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 no. no. We don't. We don't keep it light because you know we, us Texans, we had a rough week. So That's what I'm saying you need to you need to purge you need to get that out of your system. We, we, There's got to be something e- black. Even though, even though I had one of my elders tell me a long time ago, don't hold that shit in it'll kill you. 
<laughs> all right. So I'm, I'm gonna let y'all. I'm gonna let y'all be the judge here. So and and I'll be the tiebreaker if we if we can come to a uh, come to a uh, a split decision. What you got? All right. In the last year, we've had New Jack, and we've had uh, JTG on Broken Pencil Podcast and Book, uh-huh. uh, Broken Pencil Book Company Podcast and, wrestling, and radio show infused with hip hop. Which of those two would you like to end with, Petty Messiah? New Jack. Swap Come on, bro. Come on, bro. New Jay. No disrespect to JTG, but like New Jay is the soundbite of Black. I mean, we J- got so much love for JTG, but in Black History Month, JTG is getting money from me in the next few days. So there's that. Uh, Facts. We, we'll we'll go ahead and end this episode now with our famed episode. Is it was it was it even episode forty eight, or was it just like the just the interview? Because it was near, it was in between 48 and 49. So I don't know if we got his own episode number, but I think it was just an interview after 48. Either way, so I, that way you ain't going to go back digging through the archives. But if you dig back to the archives, I guarantee you there's going to be some information there for you. Plus, you want to go back and listen to the previous two blackest things you ever heard, especially number one, because we went in on that one. We're going to have them links queued up for y'all. And we'll, we'll have it on all the official um, Broken Pencil social media platforms. As a matter of fact, if you are not following us, you should be, and oh. it's at Broken Pencil BC on what? Everything. 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 Hit them with the hashtags before we give them anything else. Broken Pencil Logic. Mark my words. You can't write this with, uh, with the shit and fuck the casual fan because we dropped one of them. And hold on. One Good more job. Money. I like what you did. One more money. I need, I need that I need that Smoky Mountain promo in there too. I need, I need that. <laughs> I need some of that. I need some of that type of vibe before we even get to the interview. Uh, I want to hear him talking about throwing old boy off the scaffolding. That's good too. Yeah. So, so there's. I turn into an 11 year old every time I, I think about him launching dude off the top of the thing. No offense. I'm gonna, to, I'm gonna to go bro, watch this episode of Dark Side of the Ring as soon as this is over with. A, a couple things. Number one, Dark Side of the Ring, uh, Dark Side of the Ring season three will be coming up later on in the year to hold us How black over. Is it gonna be? I don't know yet, cause that to hold, cause because to hold us over, they're giving us what they're calling dark side confidential, which oh, is behind no. the yes behind the scenes clips and interviews that were left out, and also director's notes and cut and uh, and, uh, and and talks with the How talent. How many of those episodes are New Jack by himself? Three of them, probably one. I would probably say fair. one. Regardless, he needs at least two. Well, well, we'll get him back on the BPBC here real soon. I guarantee that. Uh, possibly next week, but we'll we'll see how that works out. Jack Jack is a very, very uh, elusive, reclusive animal. <laughs> we got to let him do animalistic things <laughs> in his in his natural habitat. Right now, it's all love, right there. Right, right now, it's the snow capped mountains of uh, Central uh, North Carolina. <laughs> so, that said. Uh, Yes, uh, Smoky Mountain interview. Yep. Oh, sorry, Smoky Mountain promo, and yes. then the New Jack interview from Broken Pencil Book Company Person Podcast and Radio Show Infused with Hip Hop from last year. Swavington, I'm sorry. Let me stop, let me let me stop real quick. Petty Messiah, welcome back. We miss you. We need you back here. Pop up again anytime soon. The, the show ain't black enough without you. 
Even though I've got is. seven more appearances on my contract. Uh, so don't, don't, don't you Lesnar me. You got seven more dates. Don't you Lesnar me, you piece of shit. Uh, look, I'm, I'm, for, the rest, for the rest of 2021, if people invite us to anything, we're gonna, that question and response is going to be, well, how black is it going to be? You, you money. How black is it going to be? You, you, you money grabber, you. Don't you do, don't you do that. I got seven more. <laughs> This is one of the eight. <laughs> so you use them sparingly. I got seven more. <laughs> Swavington. Yo, yo, yo. Do us a favor. What the deal? Man, take it to the house. For the blackest thing that you have ever had in your speakers. Pencil pushes. Heads up. Pencils down. New Jack, what up? Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> time, time, time to start the shit. <laughs> we got action, buddy. What's going on, brother? Chilly, man. Yeah, man. Welcome to the Broken Pencil Booking Company. Pleasure to have you on the show, G. Um, yeah, man. Tomorrow you have probably the most seminal piece of your career. It's like the uh, it's like the crown jewel. It's like the 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 one way people can say they they recognize and respect the work of New Jack with uh, this whole Viceland uh, Dark Side of the Ring. You get a whole episode, bro. Like how how does that feel for you to still be with us in in living and still like flourishing in this business and get your own episode of anything just that just like like a congratulatory part of your career? I mean, it's a good feeling, man. You know what I mean? It's always good to be on TV. You know what I mean? <laughs> no doubt. Right, right. And when they asked me to do it, I was just like, I just thought it was just another fucking DVD. I didn't realize it was as big as it is. Me and my wife watched it. And we were like, oh, this is the shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I get to go in there and talk shit about anybody and everybody, and they're not editing my shit. So I was like, yeah, I'm down. <laughs> that's what's up. So you've seen the final version that's going to air tomorrow night? Yeah. Is there anything that did not make the cut of the final version that airs tomorrow night that you want to let people know about now? They didn't put anything down with me and Chris Benoit. Okay. Because I was just like, I didn't like that motherfucker, you know, what he did to his family, you know what I mean? And I had a lot to say about it, but they didn't want to air it. They they just jumped right over there. They didn't want to air that shit because I wasn't a fan of his, you know what I mean? He kissed my ass. So here's your platform right here. We got you. What would you have said if you had the opportunity to say it on Dark Side? My whole thing was he killed Nancy, right? And everybody talked about how great of a wrestler he was. I'm like, all your wrestling points went out the window when you killed your fucking family. You know what I mean? It ain't shit good to be said about you after you did that shit. You know, and I wasn't a fan of his then. I'm not a fan of his now. And with me saying the shit that I said about him, I went on uh, Aria video. We did a goddamn uh, shoot video about it, and you can see it on my uh, Instagram, and I talked about him like a motherfucking dog because he was a fucking pussy to me. How did it start? Like, what what got the ball rolling to even, you know, them reaching out to you? Because we, matter of fact, we were just, uh, like, maybe three or four episodes ago, Suave and I were just going through the list, and he had no idea I had the list for this season as far as who was on to be targeted for this season's uh, episodes. And we got to New Jack, and then the list just, just kept going and going. It was like, whoa, we got to get this brother on here. Like, how did this happen? So, like, what what got the ball rolling to, for them to even reach out to you? Like, hey, Jack, like, what can we do to get you on the show? Well, see, my deal was they had put me on the show, 
and they had me down for season eight, episode eight, season eight. But then I started going on social media and started talking a lot of shit about <laughs> the show and about what was going on. And all of a sudden, I ended up on season two. So they had this planned out, and they basically had you bumped up six years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I don't think there's six seasons worth of stories I want to hear more than I want to see this episode with you. And that's not that's not fluff, bro. We because we because we talk we talk about people in reverence. I mean, even we had a Black History episode, and your name came up a lot, as well as like you know, cast like Booker T, Ron Simmons, cast like that. Me, but you came up a lot just because of your impact on African Americans in uh, in professional wrestling. I mean, because my introduction to you was the infamous OJ Simpson promo in, in uh, Smoky Mountain. Yeah, Jim Cornette asked me to cut a promo, and he said. Say something to make white white to make white people mad. <laughs> so I was like, all right. Then he came back and he said, say something about OJ. And I didn't have a clue what I was getting ready to say. And Mustafa was like, Jack, what you gonna say? I'm like, I don't know. And we walk into the set to do the promo, and I was like, fuck. And I was still drawing a blank. You know what I mean? So then when we start cutting the promo and I ended up saying, I want to give a special shout out to my homeboy OJ Simpson. Keep up the good work. Too less to worry about. Motherfuckers lost their mind. Dude, they, just, <laughs> they lost their mind. Man. Smoky Mountain was filmed in what, Knoxville? Yeah. So you're in the middle of, the, of literally the middle of the Smoky Mountains. Ban- banjos and Missing Teeth. And I say that nicely because I've been in Knoxville. It's a great place. And this is the heat of racial tensions because we right we right after the South Central riots and then right after OJ. And then here you come with this nonsense. And we're just like, I mean, we're just like, what? Because Smoky Mountain was still local. So we're catching it word of mouth. We're catching it through, you know, tapes that are being traded, you know, magazines. But when I saw it, it was like, yo, <laughs> how are people getting away with this on local TV? Right. Yeah, we knew it was a paradigm shift for real back then. Right. Like, I got introduced to that actual promo a little later in life. My introduction to you was uh, during the ECW heyday where it was the greatest promos. Every match was uh, had the soundtrack of Natural Born Killers in the background. And I was guaranteed you were going to dive off of the highest point inside the arena, period. So when we were talking about earlier how um, we do everybody in reverence and respect and how, how you came up, well, on the Black History episode, we had this, um, had this question around the room and everybody was supposed to select one African-American um, performer as the most influential of, of all time or for their most influential African-American wrestler. I picked you based on the fact I felt like your contributions during the mid-90s and sort of late-90s laid the groundwork for what became the Attitude Era. The things you were saying, the dives, the weapons, chairs, bringing weapons to the rings, like, it felt like they completely Xeroxed you and then put it on WWE television. Right. Because Captain Jack told me, he was like, when you quit ECW, he said, I was so fucking glad because every time you go and dive off of something, 
Vince had me to go and try to outdo it because our TV was stronger than y'all's. So people were thinking <laughs> that, that the idea came from me, and it didn't. It came from New Jack. You know what I'm saying? And he was like, I was glad when you stopped working for ECW. He said, because I was trying, I was killing myself trying to outdo you. And he gave me credit. That's cool. <laughs> That's what's up. So when when did the violence start? Like the like, not, not, I'm just saying, like, because you 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 always been a bad guy that people gravitated to, but when did it just gets get out of hand for you where you just knew there was no turning back? I mean, it was still part. It was the work, you know what I'm saying? Right, right, it was, right. It was just like they was like, New Jack, you go out there and do whatever the fuck you want to do. He said, and don't worry about it. We're gonna edit it on TV. So they gave me the green light to go out there and say what I wanted to say. My promos were never rehearsed. It always came from the top of my head. You know what I mean? And they were like, You do whatever you want to do in the ring. We're gonna air it. So they gave me a gun with bullets in it, and they said, "Go shoot <laughs> Go it." Go shoot it. <laughs> That's what's up. Fully loaded clips for the whole wrestling world. Yeah. Was there anybody that, whether it be USWA, because I wasn't like I used to catch a lot of the USWA in Memphis, but never like not on a consistent basis. Like I, I had a grandmother that lived like thirty minutes away from there, so like spring break, summers. Even when I was in college, when I, you know, I, I get a chance to catch it, uh, the USWA on those breaks where I go visit her. But I never got a chance to see in USWA. But like you, at ECW, um, e- even like the independent scenes. Like, was there anybody that you had a ch- or didn't get a chance to work with that you were around that you wanted to? The only person in the business that I never worked that I wanted to work, and I thought we would have did a good job, was Roddy Piper. Mm. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I can see the Piper, Piper would have put it down, bro. You know what I'm saying? And I always wanted to work him. But it never happened. That match against uh, him and Greg Valentine at the first Starcade was is probably one of the most uh, one one of the most violent matches of the, of that time. It could easily be used as a precursor to things that happened to ECW. What was it? The strap match, dog collar match, dog collar. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, I mean, for what it was worth back then. Yes, you know yeah. what I mean. Because I mean, when I was at ECW, me, we had a match one night. It was me, Cronus, against Balls and Axel. And we made a bet on who could get the best color. <laughs> so when it was time to bleed, I was over in the corner just whacking my forehead. I was cutting the shit out of myself. And Balls had got it, Axel had got it, and then Cronus cut his head to a point where you couldn't even see his face. His whole face was covered in blood. And he was laying down in the ring, and somebody took a picture of him, and his whole face was covered in blood. We went back to the locker room, and he was like, all right, y'all pay up. It was like a $20 bet. So we all had to pay Crohn's the money because he got the best cover. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. We used to do 
know what I mean? Just having fun doing it. I think that's the best part about it all, man. It's like us watching it like from a fan perspective and realizing like, you know, these, these cats are really going in and then looking back, you know, from a professional perspective and like, like there's no better, no better place to work than a place where you can have fun. And everybody, every place that you went, it looked like you were genuinely having fun. It's it's great to be the bad guy and to the, especially yeah. to the point to where your fans love you. Yeah. And I mean, do we would go to the ring, we'd be drunk. We'd be high. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've been snorting coke all night long, and I was just like, I didn't give a fuck. And we was all high, and we would go out there and fucking kill each other, and then come and then go to the bar after the shit was over with, and just sit at the bar and drink. You know what I mean? And fans would come down there and talk to us. We would talk to them and fuck with them. You know, and we had a good time. So what was what was the, the pregame like? So talk walk me through like you know like you, you got a, a big a big payday that you know about to happen. You got some some uh, some major talent that you about to go up against. Like run me uh, run me through the pregame. Like how 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 was the partying for the on the, on the pregame? Well, I always did coke, and they put the lineup sheet up. It'll tell you who's gonna wrestle who, who, who's going over, and when they got to the point. When they were coming in and see their name up against mine, they'd be like, oh, shit. And Paulie, would be like, don't worry about it. Everything's going to be fine. And I'd be like, I'm going to take care of you, man. You know what I mean? And I would cut promos sometimes. And the guy would see me cut my promo. And they would come back. And they'd be like, Jack, we all right? I'm like, yeah, what's up? He'd be like, no, I just heard that promo you cut. And I'm feeling some kind of way right now. You know what I mean? And it was like, I don't want you to go out there and fucking try to kill me. And I'd be like, no, nah, man, I was just cutting the promo. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? I mean, it wasn't a big deal. It was just a goddamn wrestling promo. They'd be like, well, I just want to make sure that we ain't got no heat. You know? <laughs> I mean, with some of the promos you used to cut, I mean, I can see where people would, like, have to pull you to the side, like, hey, we good? I make sure I didn't do nothing wrong. <laughs> it's a, go back and listen for yourself, Jack. It's a, it's a problem. Some of them joints was a problem. Yeah. I think one of my favorites was the one, uh, I can't remember the pay-per-view it was, but it was when you were in the feud with the Baldies, and you were talking about you had a homeboy Stumpy in South Central that fucked you over on some money, and, and he stabbed you in the ass. And as soon as you pulled a knife out, you whooped his ass from one end of South Central to the other. Right. <laughs> right. Hey, that's that's one of my favorites. I've been trying to find it, but yeah, it's like I can definitely see where somebody would be like, "Hey, I need to figure out and make sure we good because he sounds like he might go off on my ass." Yeah, the only time that I turned left was when people would come up to me and they would start giving me ideas about what they want to do in the ring. <laughs> And I'm like, motherfucker, I'm the vet. You do what I tell you to do in the ring, and that's what it's going to be. I don't need your fucking opinion. You know what I mean? I'm like, we're going to do what I say we're going to do, and that's the end of it. And that was when it happened with Mass Transit. That was the deal with him because he was on some old New Jack. Can we do this? Can we do that? And I was like, just bring your ass to the ring and shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know, but I mean, I didn't told that story a million times. But I mean, you know, I'm just saying. I'm sure we'll see it tomorrow, too. You will. <laughs>
You will see it on TV tomorrow. Yeah, bro. yeah. Not, I'm like, we're not gonna talk about that. We'll, we'll let the fans see that for themselves, man. But uh, yeah, that's 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 one for the ages. <coughs> Me and my wife gonna watch it. Oh, you best believe we're gonna be watching it. I meant to ask you this earlier, and my apologies for for not caring, but I do care, and we do care. How's your how's recovery from the surgery going, man? Because we know you're supposed to be here um, prior to all this uh, this this quarantine and shit. Right. Yeah, how's recovery from the surgery going, brother? My ankle is still sore. They put a plate in my leg. Mm. Right? So they had my leg wide open. It, it was laying wide open, and they put a plate in it. And I got pins in it now. You know what I mean? So I'm still walking in a boot. I'm getting around. It's going to be a while before I get back in the ring, though. You know, but I'm doing appearances. You know what I mean? So if people want to come check me out, when I do my appearances, then they can come and see me. But I'm not getting back in the ring no time soon. Well, best believe anytime you come in or around the vicinity of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex, and by that we mean driving distance, especially anywhere more than like, say, six hours, we're going to be there with bells on to come see you. All right, man, I appreciate it. And anytime you come this way, we got you too. So if you need anything from us, all you got to do is let us give us a heads up, let us know you're coming. We got you. All right, bro. New Jack, give them all your, uh, your socials, how to catch up with you. Tell them about the book. Tell them where they yeah, can especially tell about the book. My book is newjack187.com. You can look up my book. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. At the only new jack. I'm all over the goddamn place. Hey, you be all over Vice TV tomorrow night for the Dark Side of the Ring New Jack episode. We want to tell you that we appreciate you. We thank you for everything that you've done as far as the wrestling business is concerned. We're definitely appreciative of you sharing your time with us this evening. And we just, we appreciate you. Yeah, man, for all of the abuse that you put your body through for the sake of our entertainment, man, we'll be the first ones, if we haven't been the first ones, to tell you that, you know, thank you for that. And we'll continue to support you until what one of us can't breathe anymore. And we'll still go no, beyond that. Uh, I'm turning my kids on to you. My kids are diehard wrestling fans because of me and the stuff that I do here. And I got a bunch of kids. Good one. <laughs> so yeah, so they'll they'll be uh they'll be checking out the older New Jack stuff and also they'll be around me too the next time you know you come come through this area, brother. So uh again we thank you and we look forward to seeing the dark side of the ring so that way you know the, the rest of the world can know your story, man. But we appreciate you giving us a couple of minutes of your time just to you know to say what's up to us. All right, bro. I appreciate it, man. Thank you very much. Suave, you can take us to the house. Pencil pushers, heads up, pencils down. <laughs>